Looks like a kid's room. Zadrix. Who? Doesn't matter. I've had enough of children. What with that awful school on earth. You can change things if you want. Right. All this can go for a start. episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 191, Terminus. My name is John, and joining me, as he does every week, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, I had nothing witty to say this week. Hello. Uh, that's all right. Hello. How are you doing, John? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. swell. Today is Memorial Day. Um, yep. I mean, I, for some people that are working at home, that means that you have a day off completely, <laughs> which is great. But, I mean, we've all been home yeah. <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, many of us have. If, if you are out amongst the front lines and everything, obviously, we salute you. And, and if you served our country, we also salute you, obviously. A- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yes, it was nice getting out this morning and not turning on my work computer. I will say that. Yeah. I had Lauren was, I think, was it tonight or last night? She opened her, it was this afternoon. She opened her, her iMac and the email was up and I said, close that right now. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that. Um, all right. Well, before we get to Who News and to Terminus, we're going to uh, start things off with uh, what's making us happy this week. Taylor? Well, you know, I got to say, last toward the end of last week, um, I was doing some woodwork uh, with respect to part of the bus. Mm-hmm. And Perrin really, really, really wants to be involved. He's just, he's like, I... I need to be building something out of wood with my hands right now, Dad. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I feel you. Um, well, Amber, bless her, uh, had found basically like a, a woodworking kit for kids, like subscription box kind of thing. Oh, okay. And so ordered it up, um, and it just so happened to show up the same day as a couple of template outlines. Mm-hmm. Um, for what I was building. And so I was like, this is awesome. You can work on your thing. I can work on my thing. Side by side. Side by side. And so I got to a point, um, I got done with mine. He helped me get it all all installed and everything. And um, I'm like, okay, my back's killing me at this point. I'm ready to go inside. But he was still working on his. And I kid you not, you know, we basically, we came inside. He kept working at the workbench in the garage we had the garage closed but we had the door from the garage to the kitchen open in case he needed us for something and i swear to god for over an hour he was just in there working on stuff himself if he got frustrated he worked his way through it mm. uh if he needed it if he if he needed help and he really didn't need help he asked for it but he worked so independently and so just contentedly it was just a hugely satisfying moment as a parent that's great. 
Yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, and then, of course, over the weekend, and I told him any of the scrap wood from my project, I'm like, you can have it, dude. It's, it's yours to do with what you want. Very cool. So he and Echo decided to build a little shelf that basically kind of attaches to the small cat tree that we have sitting by our back door for Mimers to sit in so he can have his water and his food right next to oh him if he's God. up in there. I'm not joking. That's so cute. I, I had to make the main cuts for it because uh -huh. they're not obviously qualified to use a jigsaw. Oh, no, absolutely not. But it was basically like them driving nails and helping to figure out where things should go. And I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I'm impressed. That's awesome. It was. It was great. And what a good what a good practical idea for the household pet. Just hanging right? hanging up high, you're like, I am a cat. I don't want to go down and get other well, stuff. I and it's it. it's it's hot. Like I mean, we yeah, man. Prepped, we snuck right up on a hundred degrees today and we are going <sighs> to cross it tomorrow. Um and so the cat is naturally spending more and more time outside, so we've got to put food and water out for him, or else he comes inside eventually. Yeah. Eats eats too quickly and throws up which is just miserable for us because we got to clean it up yeah so so yeah so th this whole idea of just making this little self so he can just be lazy and sit there in his cat tree and you know lean over and just get some water that's <laughs> <laughs> great it's great love, yeah, love, yeah. love that what's 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 keeping you happy man I don't I don't know Taylor because I'll I'll let you know last week was pretty rough in terms of uh professional wrestling we lost two really great people mm -hmm. um I'm sure you saw some of some of my tweets and retweets about it um Yeah and and honestly you're not the only person I follow on Twitter who is also into wrestling. I'm again, the crossroads of wrestling and the paranormal is <laughs> a much bigger crossroad than I ever would have imagined. So yeah. yes, I did see quite a bit of it. And that is, that is um, pretty tragic, yeah, it pretty is, tragic definitely. stuff happening last week. Um, so I'm, tr it, it taught, I, you know, I read the sentence. It's right under our episode title and I go, what is making me happy this week? And I'm trying to think of what, is happening in in this week that would that would make me uh be like yeah this is what's making me happy and man it's uh it's i don't know i'm struggling to find something that is making me you know what you know what's making me happy this week Lauren and I did you mentioned it i think maybe before we started recording i've already forgotten um we did a a FaceTime photo shoot with her yep. sister and it, you know, I was like, this is weird. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And they, the pictures turned out really well. They, they really did. And I, I was not joking when I said it. You two are just gosh darn adorable. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, those pictures, that, that made me really happy. I had to warm up to one. I was like, I don't look great in this, but it's my, you know, it's, now it's my favorite picture. So that's, mm -hmm. that's what's making me happy this week is that we have some, you know, fun new photos yeah. of us and we didn't really have to we didn't have to go anywhere <laughs> yeah and that that was fun there we go here go to the kitchen here go to the living room whatever <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah very nice absolutely all right so uh we have co quite a bit of who news yeah we really do this and is a I'm lot a little, 
it is a lot. And honestly, I won't lie. A lot of it is big finish related. That's fine. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, if, if during all this, they are plowing ahead with stuff and continuing to do stuff and continuing to release and come up with amazing stuff, I am not going to tell them no, no for a minute, but it does give us a lot to talk about. And the first thing blew my mind. This is one of those things I am definitely going to have to get when it comes out in March of 2021. Oh my goodness. This company is so far ahead of the rest of us right now. Yeah. But Eric Roberts is returning as the master for an entire box set <laughs> for Big Finish. This is insane. That's exactly why I'm on board with it. Oh man. Call me chaotic neutral, but anything where it's like, this is just a bonkers idea. I'm like, yes, do it. Make it happen. I'm I'm trying to I'm reading the uh this is crazy. This is and yeah. and Chase Masterson's gonna be in it. Yeah, she is playing uh Vienna Salvatore, who is one of uh Mike Solka's absolute favorite characters when it comes to Big Finish. Oh, and I uh, mean Chase Ma- Masterson just an absolute powerhouse. Oh yeah. She's the be- she is the best. Absolutely. Um so this yeah, man, I I cannot wait. So do we have any, we we don't have anyone playing the doctor so far. This is all just particular box set. No, I don't believe so. This is all just the master. And it will be doing dastardly deeds as it says. (laughs) And, and twirling his snidely whiplash mustache. I love it. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. This seems, uh, yeah, this, this should be very interesting. Yeah, I am intrigued. That, but I, I know that Big Finish is, I think, I think soon releasing. I don't think it's out yet. A box set called Masterful, and it's Ooh. got like all the masters on it, at least in terms of the art. I'm not sure about the stories. I do um, recall hearing that. Yes, and I'm, I'm like, this is me now. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about all these like villain box sets. Uh, <laughs> like I've got to pick all these up. This is great. This is this should be very interesting. And I know I, I will say, like, overall, the TV movie isn't uh, good or great. Um, no. But, I mean, I would love to see more of Eric Roberts as this character outside of, you know, the 90 minutes we got to spend with him. Yeah. I would like to see what he what he pulls out of his acting hat here. Yeah, definitely. I mean... I just, I, I would be so curious, you know, Big Finish always has these, these like behind the scenes interviews mm-hmm. at the end of their stories. And I just, I want to hear Eric Roberts reacting to, oh, here's this one character I played a quarter of a century ago I know. in a 90 minute TV movie. I'm here and for it. And I'm, yeah, I just, I want to hear what his reaction to, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come do this. Awesome. Is because not everybody would do that. No. You know, so. Major props to him for doing that. I'm, um, yeah, I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> um, so the uh, Phantom Events they they've announced a new um, lockdown project that celebrates the unsung heroes of Doctor Who. Um, it's a series of YouTube videos um, that uh, looks like it launched back on the 20th of May. Um, but subsequent episodes will go live weeknights. Oh, starting today. Starting today, recording on the starting 25th. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Recording, yeah. 
Um, and so it's kind of like their own behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know if documentary is the right word, but that's the only word that comes to mind. Maybe like a sit down conversation esque type thing with some yeah. of like the supporting artists, stunt performers, a bunch of other people, uh, design assistants. This, uh, oh, a Dalek operator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This sounds oh, and, really cool. Yeah, this is, and I just noticed the the first person on the, the series highlights includes Nick Joseph, supporting artist on, amongst other things, tonight's story, Terminus. <laughs> Terminus, hey, look hey. at that. There we go. Uh, so yeah, that's j- just another another thing that is out there that people are doing. Awesome, love it. So check that out. There will be a link to this story, which has a link to the Phantom Events website um, so you can find these. Um, now, getting back to Big Finish, um, I personally have listened to the uh, War Master series on Big Finish, and it's great. Oh, yeah, I would love to it start. It is great. It is really, really good. I highly recommend it. Well, we are getting two more um, seasons, series. Wait, wait, seasons, that's not the right word. We are getting two more uh, series of it. So, um, yeah, excellent. More, more, more Derek Jacobi um, as the master. Um, he's now crossed paths with the Eighth Doctor. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Love it. No, the first, he does such a good job kind of playing this kind of, you know, kindly seeming, you know, old man and, just to kind of follow along and he, he just starts kind of just twisting the narrative and you see the more devious side of him come through in these situations that he's in. It, it really is so good. Awesome. Um, yeah. This sounds, so we are getting, yeah, two more of these and it looks like he gets recruited by the celestial intervention agency, <laughs> uh, space pirates involved. Ooh, um yes excellent 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 yes bring it on yeah. bring on more war master more and more for that i didn't see oh do they say when they are coming out i don't don't see it that's okay go hit up the big finish page and i'm sure they will have a date for it um okay this next one this one is cute because it involves our doctor this week um now obviously Big Finish, they're doing a lot of their recording remotely now. Um, the fact that everybody is able to pull it off and everything is excellent. Um, so Peter Davison has basically, I don't know, like a little broom closet yes. in his house that he's recording from. Um, and he, I'm looking at this it's picture. Per- it's perfect. I, it is so perfect. He has decorated the inside of this, you know, broom closet recording studio uh, with a bunch of roundels. Yes. And while the door is open in this picture, you can see the top of the TARDIS above the door frame. Yes. So he is in the TARDIS doing his recording. And oh my just, goodness! That's that. So and there's much. a dog at the bot, like between his yes. legs. And for yes. like one minute, I thought it was a. One of the the fluffy covers you put on a boom mic. Oh, this is totally what the pup looks like. like that. Oh my god, you are absolutely right. 
Love it. Oh my gosh. See that, that, that makes me happy this week. Yeah. He's just hanging out. He's just like, here, he's got a script in hand and is, uh, he's got the, um, the foam padding on the walls. Oh my God. And on the, on the ceiling. See, people don't know about the ceiling. Got to put them up there too. (laughs) That's perfect. I love it. That's, That's fantastic. And now, I mean, this is off, kind of off topic. They have released. They've released. Um, no, not that. Not that. Um, what I'm about to say is off topic. Mm-hmm. They've. They have released the the first completely recorded in quarantine. Yes. Which one was that again? Uh, something of the sun, shadow of the sun. Okay, I might just check that out to see what the audio quality sounds like. I'd be very yeah. Same here. Yes, Shadows of the Sun. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, I believe that came out maybe a week, ten days ago. Yeah, I think we talked. Yeah, we talked about it a little, uh, little bit ago. Well, great. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, SFX Magazine recently interviewed Caroline Ford, right, uh, Susan? Yes. And uh, obviously, they like most of us ask, "Hey, what would you think about?" Uh, Susan Crossing Pass for the 13th Doctor. And, and <laughs> she says, now there's a thing. I've toyed with that. Oh, Grandpa, Ma. <laughs> she loves Jody. She loves what, what she's doing. Um, and God, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, like, what is the holdup here? <laughs> I, I don't know. What are, we, what are we waiting for? I don't know. It's It's weird. It's very weird that it's just taking... It's taken forever. Let's let's do this. Come on. Yeah, um, but of course she she's promoting her um, her big finish yes. audio season four. Um, so again, all, all our news this week seems to come back around to big finish. Yes. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Absolutely. Okay, almost there. So um, the doctors assemble. The, the, yeah. the video 15, 13 minutes, 15, 15, minutes, like 15, 15. 15 minutes. All right. That was put together for the lockdown who rewatch of an adventure in time and space um, is up on YouTube. We've got a link for it um, in the show notes. I haven't had time to watch it yet, but you watched about half of it. I watched about half of it before we started recording. It's a lot of fun. Basically, it is. It resembles a Zoom call um, with just still photos of every doctor, and um, uh, you know, old Tom Baker has gotten himself into a pickle, and he needs the other doctors' help because uh, it might spend or uh, might spell doom for the Earth. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's fun. I think there, I mean, if there are some criticisms, we're doing a lot of like, I guess, I guess 13 does a lot of like pop culture references, but it was like way too many in like the first couple of minutes of her stuff. Um, but it was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed what I saw. Um, I'll definitely go check this out i would I, you know i would oh <laughs> so it's it's pretty funny i'm just th- remembering moments that are happening of course uh six is uh he has a phone answering message up and he <laughs> he just starts sending pictures of cats it's pretty funny 
Um, they do a pretty good job of it. Um, everybody who, because no one is voicing, it's none of the original voices, but they got no, some pretty. They got David Bradley to do the first Doctor, if I'm not mistaken. They did get David Bradley to do the first Doctor, yes. Um, and I will say, um, they have uh, John Colshaw does three. He does uh, three, four, and five, and five, and he does a pretty wow. good job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's pretty fun. I suggest everybody go check it out. It's uh, it's it's a good little time. It's a fun nice. little heartwarming story, and it's got some funny bits in it. Well, I, I will have to make a point of watching it tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now here's here's the big news of the night. This just dropped today, but obviously it doesn't actually affect anything until like 2022. So you know it must be big finish news. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, so and I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around this. So I'm just I'm literally just going to read this off on the uh, Doctor Who news site. So starting in January of 2022, Big Finish is going to relaunch its regular Doctor Who release schedule as a series of dedicated ranges for each of the first 12 incarnations of the Doctor. Now, um, in recent years, as many new ranges have been introduced to the release schedule, incorporating all of the Doctor's eras from 63 to 2017, um, it's caused, obviously, a bit of confusion um, because there's just, I think, so much coming out. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, for example, the original Big Finish audio drama range, now called Monthly Adventures, represents a continuous, unbroken run of new Doctor Who audio adventures, one every month since 1999. It's a lot. <laughs> um, this range uh, of late featuring adventures for the 5th, 6th, and 7th Doctors will end with release number 275. So from that point forward, there will be a regular rotation of releases, with each Doctor starring in their own box set of adventures throughout the year. Okay. Okay. Um, and they're doing this in part to a response from new listeners saying that they find it difficult to know where to begin with the back catalog. Right. That makes sense. I've never had a, I, it does make sense. I've never had a problem with it because I just go with like, Hey, that story sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really go. Now some box sets, time war, war master, Missy, whatever. It's like, okay, I want to start with the first one. I want to go to the second one. Yeah. Even if I don't necessarily need to have them in a particular order right but if it's just like oh well that seventh doctor adventure sounds like fun oh oh this sixth doctor adventure is the one that 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 inspired uh, uh dalek for the ninth doctor story mm-hmm. oh, i want to listen to that i'll just pick and choose wherever i want right but i guess everybody thinks like me yeah and i mean uh, I, get, I get it because you know some people are it's all about binging seasons and telling full stories and stuff like that so maybe that could be another People want to be like, I can start here and I'm good. I yeah. don't know, you know. Yeah, well, and that's and that's exactly what I mean. Um, they've got a quote from Nick Briggs saying, "By freeing the fifth, sixth, and seventh Doctors from the constrictions of the monthly adventure schedule and giving them their own distinct ranges, we'll be able to in- introduce more surprising cast combinations, different story lengths, more story arcs." Love it. So, yeah, all for that. Um, I think you know, at first, you know, you hear something like that. Oh, hey, we're changing things up, and everybody goes. Oh my God. And it's like, guys, they said 2022. Yeah. We've got some time. Absolutely. Don't worry about it. I will also um, say they said yeah. for the first 12 incarnations of the doctor. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. 
That is interesting. And do have some like 11th and 12th doctor stories in there, but they're like the short trips. Yeah. Um, where it's a story and someone other than that particular doctor, you know, narrates it's, it's more of an audio book than an audio drama. Right. So uh, they might just be saying that, or they might be having stuff lined up that far ahead. <laughs> Uh, here, yet, which here, would be awesome. Here's Christopher Eccleston, Matt Smith, and uh, Peter Capaldi. <laughs> yeah, you never Basically. know with Big Finish. I, you know what? We we always don't know what's coming way down the pike until they accidentally say it way too early at Gallifrey One. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> goodness so 2022 i think by that point taylor and i will have watched every uh doctor who episode and we will just be a big finish podcast so possibly so uh yeah we'll be good we'll be good i'm not gonna put that out of the realm of possibility by that point (laughs) well we shall see and we don't have oh the the next we mentioned this before we talk the next uh, Lockdown Who is actually right now while you're listening yeah. to this. It's either happening at this moment or uh, when is now now? Soon. How soon? Just now. What happened to yeah. then? It just passed. It, exactly. When now? We're at now now. <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know what? That Add that to one of the things that's making me happy this week. Any Spaceball, Spaceball. reference I can just Fair. think of. Anyway, so let's move on here. Guys, this week we watched Terminus starring Peter Davison as the Doctor, Janet Fielding as Tegan, Sarah Sutton as Nyssa, and Mark Strickson. I almost added a bunch of letters in there that were not there as Turlo and Valentine. uh, What did we say? Dyla? Dial. Dial as the Black Guardian who emits from a light up cupcake. (laughs) <laughs> was written by Steve Gallagher and directed by Mary Ridge. It first aired February 15th and the 23rd. They did back-to-back? They did. Oh, 1983, and it is the fourth story of season 20, and we have some story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Yes, indeed. And at this point in Doctor Who history, they were doing two episodes a week. So you got episode one and two on the 15th, and then you got uh, three and four on the 23rd. Mm. And I think they were airing on Tuesdays or something weird like that. Ugh. Yeah. Weird. Not my ideal day for TV watching, although that is Oak Island night. So say with that, would you will. Absolutely. <clears throat> anyway, this story is well remembered, even by myself as a child, for its controversial at the time scenes in which the conservativeness, I don't know that I consider Nissa all that conservative, but that's what they sang. I copy and paste these. <laughs> Gradually removes some of her clothes, leaving her in little more than a shift by the story's end. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even really think about that until I read this story note, and that was a thing that happened. Yeah. Huh. That she she is basically in like a denim skirt and like this top, which is actually you know, part of her entire like under inning. Yeah. As it were. Then and then she's in a potato there. sack. <laughs> yeah, <she's laughs> in a potato and sack. then uh Scruff McGruff from Chicago, Illinois picks her up, six oh six five two. And then she's wearing uh the whatever she's wearing at the end. Yeah. 
and and at least she's not wearing a cape like some of the other people in this Whoa. Story. All right. Well, we'll get to that. We will get to that. <laughs> uh, we will also get to the fact that Turlo is given Adric's room in the TARDIS. Holy guacamole. <laughs> the hottest of hot takes. You heard it at the very beginning of the episode here. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, strangely enough, despite the grim tone of the story and its themes of disease and death, it's the only story from season 20 in which no one dies. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Nobody does die. Everybody lives just this once. Just this once and then once again in 2005. Yeah. Wow. Um, there are a lot of people close to death. Yes. Very close to death. We just assume they are saved. Uh, and there are lots of people who probably should have gotten radiation poisoning, but somehow yes. didn't. No. <laughs> the most protective cricket outfit ever. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Until 2018's The Woman Who Fell to Earth, which we're obviously very familiar with here. Yes. This was the last television story to have three regular companions. Wow. So it was two from here on out, two or one? Uh, yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. And that, that, of course, that, that's saying, regular so right, right, right. for one adventure that that's not a regular no you know, no no we're not we're not counting adam you know right but they still i guess that's a whole nother discussion they still count as companions because they traveled in the tardis yeah yes i mean we're someone is at replying us right now <laughs> probably <laughs> which is fine probably. we welcome the conversation <laughs> we do we're lovely uh <laughs> And this is one of uh, the only stories where the TARDIS interior is seen, but not the exterior. Yeah, you know, I I didn't write a note down about that, but uh, didn't see that big blue box at all. Very interesting. Yeah, weird, huh? Right. Well, uh, we're almost there. But before that, Taylor has a world famous synopsis for us. So take it away. All right, the Doctor and friends land on a ship heading for Terminus, mostly because Turlo is still trying to kill the Doctor. Uh, reference back to our episode review on Modern Undead. Yes. Uh, and in the process, come across big-haired raiders, a bunch of lepers, and the legendary cryptid known as Dogman. <laughs> well, sort of. All the while, the Black Guardian continues to berate Turlo. Nissa gets sick, and we discover the reason behind the Big Bang. Not to mention, this week's episode is brought to you by a new Summer Quench-flavored Hydromel in stores now. Oh, yes. Hydromel. You know, I mean, uh, Taylor, the, uh, again, so many weird synchronicities. There has been just this um, low-level synchronicity storm that has just been rolling for over a week right now. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. put you have put this, uh, you know, this, this Summer Quench-flavored Hydromel. Um, I just put in and this is not a plug i'm not being paid uh i uh i just ordered some what it, what did i uh, some g fuel have you heard of this powdered i've heard of it yeah i just ordered some i wanted to try it and here we are at the end of the synopsis once again and what was the other thing gallifrey oh we didn't even talk about gallifrey one in the oh no we didn't that's yeah, fine but that was another thing. Lauren mentioned the galley group, and then ten minutes later, Gallifrey one dropped some news about the next uh, next uh, convention. Yeah, yikes! Which is basically, hey, February is a long way out at the moment. Marching on. Yeah, we're marching forward, and it is true. I they they even mentioned you know hotel rooms, and I was like, oh my god, that's right, it's almost June. Yeah. Normally, we would have done hotel rooms by now. Yeah. 
and I'd completely forgotten all about it because of the shelter in place. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Weird, weird stuff. Weird, weird stuff. synchronicities. My, my, whole, my whole Friday was just like a rolling, like Volkswagen themed series. <laughs> of it was, it was weird. Love it. It was weird, but well, we're not a Volkswagen cast. There's, not there's yet. Out there. 2023. We'll see. We'll be caught up on everything. And, Maybe I'll just be like Taylor. What What's the deal with VW buses? I don't know. So um, <laughs> all right. So terminus. What What do we have overall feeling wise here, Taylor? What do you How are you feeling about this? You know, it's it's a it's a pretty good story. Um, I definitely have memories of seeing this as a kid mm-hmm. um, because I I have I have clear memories of seeing this. Uh, you know, get sick get through uh, the having Bob Lazar's disease. Um, mm. And, and, but that was mostly it. Like, you know, this wasn't like some big experience as a kid, but it's like, Oh, I remember parts of the story. And I remember, I remember it from watching it as a kid and not as an adult. Right. Um, what about you? I, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, this is fresh for me. This is my first time I've ever seen it as is most of the classic who, and by most, I mean, pretty much all of it. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. It's episode 191. Um, for me, I thought this was a good story. I didn't think it was great. Um, yeah. I thought there was, it ended very abruptly. Um, okay, yes. Not just me thinking that. Good. Uh, I mean, we will get to that in a couple of, in a couple of minutes here. Also, I mean, the, the exit of Nissa felt weird. It just felt like. I've made this decision and it didn't feel, I mean, we'll get to that as well. That, that kind of, it was like, eh. and then, I mean, the tur the Turlo thing, I kind of, I, it took a real big back seat to mm-hmm. the point where, I mean, I get that he's torn, from, you know, with, with the black guardian being like, kill him now. What, a, what about now? He's right there. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, him like trying to fit in with team TARDIS I don't know. There was just a lot of moving parts. And then for the abrupt, like, I'm leaving. Okay, fine. And that, you know, that's just like, wait, what? There's a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Can we can we talk about kind of Turlo's arc? Yes. For a minute, because I one, I love that we're watching a story that basically has our doctrine companions from Gallifrey one this year yes in it you know so we've got five we've got Sarah Sutton we've got Janet Fielding we've got Mark Strickson um all together and now we're seeing them in a story um and this is the second part of a three-part Black Guardian trilogy that started with Modern Undead that we did we did way back a bunch of episodes yes already so had we been smart, we'd have done all three of those in a row. Um, <laughs> yes. We weren't, kind of like the key to time. And mm-hmm. so we we did one a while ago, and now we're going to do the other two. Yeah. Um, but so Modern Undead introduces Turlo. Yes. Right. We see him, we meet him for the first time, and he's instantly set up as not only someone who's going to be a companion, but is also now, um, what's the wrestling term? A heel. Yes, a heel. Right? A bad guy. He's a bad guy. So instantly we're set up to not like this character. We have Tegan going like 85% 
of this entire story, not liking Turlo, not trusting Turlo, having to work with Turlo, mm-hmm. um, and not enjoying a minute of it. So what's the effect of having this person who is becoming a part of the team, but at the same time, basically, though conflicted, being a villain? I have Because yeah. I, I'm not sure at any point I really ever liked Turlo as a character. Oh, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I think I only have a couple of instances with this character. Um, obviously, he is, he's torn because it seems like he, you know, he doesn't want to to kill the doctor. I will say I found it ultimately hilarious when he was like, hey, uh, think you could uh, ever kill someone? Just like <laughs> randomly, like. Oh, my God, just hanging out with Tegan being like, did you ever, ever kill a man just watch him die? <laughs> like uh, the two... I mean, the yeah, the only other time I we we have traveled on this show with Turlo was uh, Maduran Undead, and then also I'm sorry, he was in the Five Doctors as well. Yes, um, those are the only two times that we have traveled with uh, this character. So I mean, I you know, and I feel like when was un- when did we do Undead? That was episode ninety nine. Oh, good heavens, was it that long ago? Wow. So that was almost a hundred episodes ago. And and you know what you know what that also means is that if the synchronicity storm keeps going tomorrow in my Facebook feed will pop up that it was like four years ago we did episode ninety nine yeah probably uh, or something and I, and I will lose my mind because what we talk about we talk about dark eyes yeah and then like the very next day of my Facebook memories it was like four or five years since we'd reviewed dark eyes so here's and I'll tell you the reason why we didn't do uh, the Black Guardian trilogy here is because season uh that was episode 99 mm-hmm. obviously episode 100 was a season 10 recap and then uh, episode 101 was our steve hill interview oh okay so we had a bunch of stuff going on there. and then we just went curse of peladon and then we were just off to the we did season 25 <laughs> nice a full-on season 25 there um right. yeah All so right. i mean yeah, I mean, this character kind of just feels, and, you know, maybe are bad, but also just, he's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm I'm sure later later on, because I honestly don't even know how long Turlo stays with uh, Team Tardis here, but... His, I know... It's short, isn't it? It is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say friend of the show via Gallifrey 1, Lena pointed out that his exit story, Planet of Fire, is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and Planet of Fire is... Planet of Fire is Perry and Chameleon. Yes. So, so we've got... We literally have like like eight episodes with Tur- Modern Undead, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, sorry, 7, 8, 10. 10 episodes. Huh. 10 episodes because Planet of Fire is uh, Peter Davison penultimate story it's right before caves of androzani yes wow yeah so turlo is a very short-term companion well i mean well there's chameleon again um <laughs> who we have yet to how have we avoided chameleon i don't know that know, right but yeah i mean we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what what happens uh when we when we watch enlightenment next week if this character fleshes out a little bit, and if I, you know, if it's not satisfied, maybe we just watch the next one after that. <laughs> no, we oh, will yeah. like him. We will find good in him. I don't know. 
strap in folks uh lockdown has just turned into the turlo cast turlo cast <laughs> we have got your next eight weeks of podcasting planned out yeah so i mean yeah he he's here he's kind of like look i'm part of the team this is this is how it goes don't you know uh we're going to be friends. And Tegan's like, no, we're not going to be friends. Um, yeah. And he, and he's just like, I think we should be friends. And she's like, you're a psychopath and I don't trust you. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty interesting. And they, they ultimately get stuck together throughout this entire story. They're basically just hanging out under a vent. Uh, <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. Um, which, I mean, by the way, I mean, some of the stuff they did in the beginning when they were stuck under the vent, uh, like when they were doing the um, low low to up shots and you could see like the vent, mm-hmm. the grate above them. I thought that looked pretty cool just as a directing note. Um, but yeah, Turlo, he's got a glowing cupcake transmitter that the Black Guardian talks to him from. Yeah. I mean, the Black Guardian, another, like, he is basically just playing um, playing the part of guy who just randomly shows up in places and is just well, like, yeah. hey, did you do, did, you didn't kill him yet. And he keeps saying, this is your last chance. He says it a million times, I feel. Yeah. Last chance to kill the doctor. Last train to Clarksville. Um, <laughs> Turno, I'll meet you at the station. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, the Black Guardian is is one of those parents who makes lots of threats, but clearly doesn't follow through on them. No, like the the, the thing is, like the glowing cupcake explodes with light, and Turlo wakes up and he's like, "What'd you do to me?" And he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it." Like he didn't do anything to him. I I, I guess he seems fine. He just was like, "I'm gonna well, knock him out." Look, look, let's be honest. In that flash of light, there is at least three big finish adventures. Yes. Oh, absolutely. What is this uh, season? <laughs> Turlo has this whole other arc. Yeah, Turlo has uh, has season twenty B. He, he has his own yes. his That's own right. adventure. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I mean, enough about Turlo for now. Let's let's talk costuming because I feel like I don't know what the costume department was doing, but they said, "Let you know what." Let's go all out for this one. This, the costume design throughout the these stories is absolutely bonkers. Yep. And I, I'm here for basically all of it. So I, <laughs> I love it. Every, everything. I love every single one of them. Can, can I, let me, let me start. Let me start, however, with Tegan, because at Gallifrey one this year, there was there was an odd question. I think it was an audience question. I could be wrong. Maybe it was, no, it wasn't this or that. Sorry. Um, but it was an odd audience question about like, I think the question was meant to be like, what, like if you could have picked your own costume, like completely had total control or like, um, taken inspiration from somebody else's Mm -hmm. costume, what would you have done? And, and Janet Fielding, bless her, I know she was battling a cold um, that whole weekend, um, but she was basically like, you know what, you know what, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to take that damn boob tube uh, 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 crop top that I was wearing for a season and destroy it. And that's the, that's the outfit she's wearing in this yes. story. So yeah. it was like, oh, 
that's the outfit that she absolutely hated. I can see why. <laughs> he doesn't seem like it's terribly comfortable. Yeah. I also probably wouldn't look terribly flattering in it, so I'm, I'm not necessarily <laughs> one to judge. I'm just relating the story. Wow. Yeah. But that, that, is, that is probably the more mild costume compared to some of the other people in this episode. All right, Taylor. I mean, for, first up, we have uh, Kari and uh, Olver. And yes. um, they uh, ground control to Major Tom. Wow! I don't know yeah. what is what is going on here. So I only ha- I took one screenshot of them. Yep, they, are, they are they uh, are when they first enter. I went, oh man, this is ridiculous. These helmets. The, what is what is going on with these helmets? These helmets look oh. like um, the first the person that created them was Gumby. Uh, this fits yes. me perfectly. Yes. Pokey. Uh, and, you know, it's just like, John what is taking the deep, deep cuts? This week. I'm I don't know what's happening. I've turned into Mauro Ranallo, which is another reference that I'm pretty sure only Mike and I will get. Probably because I'm not getting it. That's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, this this helmet is what what is I it don't is the, it is the least efficient helmet anywhere it, it really does you're right it looks like it was formed for gumby's head which means that any normal human is gonna have a horrible time yes getting around in it when they go to take it off they literally have to rotate it 90 degrees <laughs> yes to get it off their heads and blessedly we never see them again yeah that's it that's um, the end of it but yeah kari and olvir who i guess i don't know Used to be Oliver, but decided to be cool and drop a vowel from his name. Olivier. Um, I love it. What a great name. You know, it's, it is. But I'm like, it's just Oliver. And you, you want letters <laughs> out. Um, they, are, they are space raiders. Um, yes. Uh, not Oakland raiders or Las Vegas raiders or wherever. Or of the Ark. No. Or, or of the Ark. <laughs> indeed. What is happening this week? <laughs> Uh, every now and then, folks, we have an episode where it is nothing but just random association theater. And that is what's happening in this episode. I'm fine with it. They, I am too. Their outfits, they they like they're almost Buck Roger esque yes. in their like space capes and their belts. gold belts with like a giant yes. ruby in front. Exactly. You know, they've they've got kind of like the knee high pirate boot. Yeah. In white, of course, to match the rest of the outfit. Yeah, there's no just contrasting colors. There's just a lot going on here. And their hair. Their hair. Well, I mean, I feel oh, like Olvir's hair was pretty normal, but I I think okay, uh no, dude, he had a full Oh, on there ponytail. it is. Yep, I got it. He nope. had a full on ponytail. Yeah. He was Rory Williams jealous with that ponytail. <laughs> yes. Love it. There. Amy's choice reference. Step off. There we go. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I mean, this is some, it's very like David Bowie-esque kind of look here. Yeah, I can see that. For sure. That, except for the helmet. Yes. The uh, Kari's hair is gigantic. Big, big. And great. Big. I love it. But yes, there's there's his ponytail. Um, wow. Yep. And they're deep V's, deep V's again that's, for everyone. That's exactly right. White like leather, it. white leather. Man, this is a Let's whole. Let's be honest, it was probably pleather now in the budget department. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I like I said, I, I feel like uh, we spared no expense 
uh, this time around because, I mean, we also have an army of new costumes for the uh, for the veneer. Yes. And these are the, uh, they're basically the, tr- uh, they're stormtroopers, basically, if you really want to get down to it. They, yeah. and they round up all the sick people and quote unquote cure them, even though they're like, we don't know what happens. We don't, we're, we're not really sure. So these dudes, and I, like, I, like I said, hats off to the costume department because there were many of these people. Yeah, these these costumes, this this radiation uh, protective armor is actually pretty impressive. It is. I, I'm not even really sure what to liken it to. It's all gold. Um, the, the helmet has a little lift flap in the front, which I don't know. I mean, I'll assume it's it's sealed for everyone's protection before. But all right. <laughs> and um. I mean, I don't even know what the pattern you would call on the on the on the body part of the suit would be because it kind of looks skeletal, but it also looks muscular. It it looks muscular that, and that's what I liken it to. It's it's as if somebody just did a representation of the the human body's muscular system. Yes, but basically rendered it in like a burled wood. <laughs> yes, it does look uh, a little wooden. Yeah. It does. It does. I don't know if it's meant to be like more of a, you know, maybe a metallic, like dark brass, Mm. but it looks like wood, at least, you know, to me. Yes. Um, And I feel like the only they they also have these cape looking things. Again, dude, everybody's got capes in the story and it drives me up the wall. Everybody got a cape, but I think the leader has a red cape. Yes, but I'm just that short gal from The Incredibles. No capes. No capes. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm looking at these, uh, I'm looking, I mean, if you guys want to, just just Google the veneer Doctor Who and look at some of the helmet images. They, they're pretty cool. Like, I I was pretty down with these, with these costume designs for the veneer for sure. I'll um, be honest, this is one of those things I've never seen someone do a cosplay of, but no. it's pretty awesome if you like to kind of craft armor yeah to try and crack at this it's pretty impressive yeah i i really you know it's got some medieval kind of uh aspects to it i really really liked this i thought it was pretty cool um and then i mean you know we were talking about them going all out here for me so before we get on to our resident crime dog um, I need to talk about these cleaning droids. We only see them like a handful of times, but they are very interesting looking. They're kind of like the bottom half looks like an R2 droid or maybe mm-hmm. not an R2 droid. Um, I'm not well versed in my droids. It looks like the red one that R2 talks to. Um, and it has uh, many arms. Um, I thought this was a pretty cool droid design. I I thought it was you know unique enough. I liked it. Yeah, got a little blue light. They uh they did some stuff. They slowly they slowly uh took Nissa away. I believe like in these yes. in this like please help me and <laughs> just drug her away very slowly. You could tell she was like, oh, this is my last episode. <laughs> uh, I'm re- uh, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready now. Um, yeah. But we got to talk about the Garm 
because yeah, the charm. this this, this uh this is a lot. <laughs> it is because, it is. or as I like to say, it's, it's Dogman. It is Dogman, dog Scruff man. McGruff. I thought he was a rat at first. It, the ears, I can kind of see that. So it, it's just very strange because this entire story. I think the Garm comes in in episode three. I think he comes in episode three and it's just like, huh? What? Um, And he, uh, he helps the veneer because, well, he has to, uh, because they have uh, this little box that controls him. Yes. He's, he's got one of the little like dog shot collar things on. Yeah. And it's just weird because they're like, he's the one that heals people, but he doesn't seem very good at it (laughs) because they've said like, we haven't seen anybody uh, come back out fine. So of of course, this is the first one that comes out fine. Yeah, you know that we know of. And uh, yeah, like Garm, he has this. Uh, I'd say his his costuming is interesting, and I'm not talking about like the fur and all this stuff. I'm talking about his actual like what he's wearing. It just looks like a bunch of metal welded mm-hmm. together. And I'm actually down with it. I think it looks pretty cool. You know what? It works. The, the The overall look of the arm is really impressive. Yes. Um, I've not seen a character quite like him before. On I really don't think I've seen one quite like him since. No, I I don't believe we have. He kind of also has a little bit of a minotaur kind of vibe to him. I mean, for the most part, I mean in the um, in I the can face, sort of see that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but for yeah. you know, um, he's got these glowing red eyes, um, and he has a very deep voice, and that was a bad impression. But you his, get it. <laughs> his voice is just as deep as deep as I would have expected it to be. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, and he, you know, he seems like a pretty good whatever he is. Um, you know, he helps the doctor <laughs> out. He helps you know save the save the entire universe with his dog strength. Um, and yeah, I mean, character design. Great. I thought it was cool. And I think I also read something that Garm in nor. Oh yeah. Do- uh, Garm is the name of the dog in Norse mythology that guarded the entrance to hell. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. So that's I thought, so funny cause I was, I was going to look up information on the Garm and that, that gave us a little bit of a hiccup here. in the episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Yeah. He is, uh, you know, and I guess when you're you're treating a bunch of uh, lepers, I guess uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But the costuming, like I said in this, was was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. May it be bonkers uh, at some points, um, but I think you know one of the bigger the bigger stories at hand here is 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 Nissa leaving. Yeah, and. I, I just, um, I, I don't know. It, uh, do you feel that her exit of the show, did, was it, did it, had, did it move you? Did it feel justified? Did it, how you, I, how did you, you know, feel about this? Honestly, I, I feel like it fits with her character. This feels like something she would do. Yeah. Um, you know, she is, she's a scientist, you know, she knows her sciences. Yeah. She can see the situation here on Terminus where she can help write this system and help cure all these people. 
Yes. Um, so I, I think for her, given the situation, um, it makes perfect sense. In terms of how it plays out in the story, where it's like the second to last thing oh, yeah. in the episode, um, I, I think the impact of her departure is undercut by basically the Black Guardian and Turlo whining at each other. Yeah, and I mean, it, I 100% agree, and I... You know, usually when a companion leaves, it's it's pretty emotional. And I mean, the, you could feel the real emotion mm-hmm. between between Tegan and Nyssa for sure. Like that shone through. And yeah. that I was like, oh, but like between between this and the doctor was kind of just like, I'm making this decision. And he's like, are you sure? And it could be dangerous. And she's like, I know what I'm doing. Look, I, I looked at this vial of goo and knew that I could make it better. And he's like, all right. And they just give a hand, well, you handshake. Do have, hmm? You have to admit they have pretty poor glow sticks. Yes, absolutely. They do need to improve that. And Nissa seemingly will. But yeah, it, it was just kind of like a handshake and a kiss on the cheek. And that was it. And then we went to Turlo and the Black Guardian. And he's just screaming at him. And it's just like, all right, I guess. I mean, yeah. a companion who's been around for a while just bounced. So, yeah, I feel like they did undercut it. Um, and like in general, the ending kind of felt very rushed, like, mm-hmm. I, but you know, like at the same time, it's like, what more would I have wanted in a, in a, would I have just flip flopped to where Nissa's leaving decision her decision to leave is the last thing. And we just have Turlo being yelled at before then would that have been a little, uh, I don't know. Like, do we end on the doctor looking disappointed? <laughs> Like I don't know, like what what would be the end in that in that case? I don't know. I I mean I I could shoot. I I mean I would make the argument for you know uh, Turlo and the Black Guardian having their shouting match before Nissa says she's leaving, but then it would need something of a rewrite. Yes, it wouldn't have. It it couldn't end on that. You know, you'd have to have like Tegan and the doctor come back into the TARDIS and get ready to leave. Right. And maybe like Turlo, Turlo is like, Hey, where's Nissa kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There would have to be Obviously, some flesh that out because that's off the top of my head. Right. There would definitely have to be some, some rewriting. So you, you know, you, you want people to come. I get why they ended on the black guardian going, do it now, kill him. Uh, because you know, that's, that's a, that's crazy, and you kind of want people to be like, "Will he kill the doctor? Come back next week." Um, right, exactly. So it it makes sense, but also it just felt so like weird. Like I, the ending, I went, "That's it." I'm like what? So yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe Nissa's ex- exit could have had a lot more because it on and honestly, also it kind of felt like she was sick. Um, the Garm was. <laughs> I love that the Garm for like until he spoke was basically lock up Nissa, unlock Nissa, pick up Nissa, move her to a different room, rinse and repeat. That was like his job to just slowly walk around with Nissa, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. There's unfortunately a lot of this story that I think could have been trimmed where it's just like, 
we're going down the same corridors again. Oh, we're yeah. dodging these people. These people are dodging those people. These people are complaining about their shipments again. Oh, <laughs> uh, they got another case of crappy glow sticks. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I feel like there's some stuff we could have we could have cut out to to maybe flush out. I don't know. I feel like when a companion leaves, it it needs more. It needs. I mean, like, I mean, Adric exploded for for God's sakes. Like that's that's <laughs> like. I mean, it's not the greatest way to go out, but at least that has like some. Oh my! Oh my God! This character is. You know, he's gone. They're gone forever. They're not right. coming back. Right. Big sacrifice kind yeah. of thing. This and just... then his room gets given to Turlo. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness. Uh, but I mean, like with Nissa, it almost just felt like she was sick for most of the time. And then she was just like, well, I can, I can help out. I'm leaving. Like there was, I think maybe if we had had maybe some more, cause it seemed very sudden where she's like, I've made this decision. So yeah. I don't know, maybe if we could have gotten some hints of, of that, because it it didn't really feel like she was wanting more than, you know, just being part of Team TARDIS. Obviously, she found something more in this story, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unless she was that irritated by Turlo in Modern Undead that she was like, I am finding the first chance to jump ship. I mean, maybe. You never know. She's like, oh, uh, these people are sick. Well, can't you just tell them how to not be? No, I got to stay forever. <laughs> and Turlo's just like, stop yelling at me, Dad. I just stay and show them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just show them. I don't want them to mess up or anything. But yeah, that's um do we have anything else we would like to touch on before I push the button? Yes. Did we did we actually talk about the scene where Turlo gets his room? Oh my goodness. Yes, you know what? I had the and I laughed out loud and had to pause the episode <laughs> when I when this happened. Yeah, same. At the begin the beginning of this episode. After Turlo is being yelled at by the Black Guardian, and then he and Tegan are having a conversation where he, I mean, I think he's trying to hit on her. I'm not really sure what's happening. It's very weird. Um, And then he goes like, I have no desire to kill myself, which I thought was also strange, but I'm sure that was something from the previous episode that I completely forgot about. I think so. It's just very strange. But anyway, they... uh, (laughs) Tegan's like, I'm going to show you your room. And they go into Adric's old room. And Turlo says, looks like a kid's room. Tegan, it was Adric's. Turlo, who? Tegan, doesn't matter. (laughs) Holy crap. That is just like, literally, we're just throwing this character away. Uh, Oh, so much so that she goes, oh, you, you can change it if you want. And he's like, very just like full of himself oh okay fine well yeah this is gonna go and like just automatically already just yeah yeah what to toss out of Adric's room which is like oh but at the same time it's like well very clearly nobody liked Adric nobody liked Adric oh wow yeah amazing that, that scene if 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 nothing else Go find the first episode of Terminus. Get five minutes into it. You will have seen this scene <laughs> and you're set. Yeah, and you'll be, and you'll you are be good set. to go. All right. That's exactly it. So before we do that, I think I just want to touch quickly on the fact that there is, <clears throat> it's not even a subplot. It's just, it's pointed out that uh, uh, 
terminus is also like a no not not terminus but i think the ship they're on i'm not sure now anyway but it's also a time ship oh and at one point while it was in the void it had an emergency and it had to dump some fuel which not only set off the big bang creating (laughs) all life in the universe yes and the universe itself but also shot this ship like to the far end of time oh my goodness if if the story itself wasn't bonkers before then yes let's just add this fact in oh and And then i guess also the big bang was created by um either um a green alien or a lizard man so that's it we're all reptilians there we go we're all reptilians amazing that's what it is that's i yep also, great set, yeah, great right, set piece. Mount Shasta. Yes. Yes. Oh, I got to watch those videos again. <laughs> those videos always creep me up. But uh, I will say the the dead alien pilot is such a great set piece in this. I, I, they did such a great job with that as well. Yeah, that one was well done. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that is pretty bonkers now that I think about it. Hmm. All this right. Is, yeah. All right. Here we go. Doing it. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the scale. <laughs> All right, giant talking dogs, uh, dead alien pilots. What are we thinking here? You know, I'll be honest. The the Lazars or the the Lazars, as they pronounce it, um, are a little zombie esque. And overall, the pacing isn't great. Um, you know, I, I do like the general message of Nissa helping and wish did you know help other people that that's good uh i might wait a little while on this one uh yeah you know learned over the weekend that uh one of my kids is not a little keen on body count which granted nobody dies in this story but at the same time right. um you know it's like okay i'm 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 reevaluating kind of like uh, we thought our kids were ready for some things and maybe, maybe they're not quite. Um, But I know for a fact that parents not like zombies in any way, shape or form. And I get it. These are lepers, but that first episode really paints them in a zombie light. It does. They're just, the doors open and they're, they're just walking around. Right. Mummy hands reaching out to grab Tegan. And it's like, yeah, um, no, you know what? I mean, this, 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 you do bring that up and they say don't let the don't let them touch you but they touch tegan and she seems fine throughout the entire thing well it's 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 her you know brash australian sledgehammer attitude it just killed that that leper virus leprosy right off the bat it was just like i i ain't having any forget it i'm done oh goodness down under i'm out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so uh next oh, week we are going to watch enlightenment uh which is the episode after this so it is starring all of the regulars minus niece or oh my goodness i almost said my co-host's name <laughs> on my uh on my sunday night wrestling stream uh nissa not neeson minus minus that character my goodness so Sarah Sutton. there you go. Minus Sarah Sutton. Uh, we have the white guardian, the black guardian. It's going to be a crazy time. I mean, the, the image alone from, uh, from Wikipedia is, um, it looks like a ship pulling up to a crazy tower. I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. 
apparently people really loved it. So I'm I'm interested to see this. All right. Should be a lot of fun. But until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. And also, uh, if you you want to buy our merch, do that. But if you know somebody who is an independent artist and you want to support them, uh, it costs $0 for retweets, mentions, any of that fun stuff, sharing stuff out. So uh, you can support them. Maybe somebody else will support them monetarily if you cannot do so. Uh, what else? Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. I think my other message is, guys, um, cyberbullying affects everyone. Uh, let's try to be better to one another if we could. I think that's a good message to go out Amen. on. Uh, we can be better. We can do it. I believe in us. I think um, <laughs> you. We can do it. Way, way to sell it. I mean, I'm trying. That's okay. Just be better. Be better to people. If you want to say something mean, just uh, maybe go say it to yourself in the mirror. And then if you go, man, that didn't feel great. Maybe don't uh, send that message. Yep. And I think I think that'll do it for us this week. So join us again next week when we speak about enlightenment. We'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. I can't hear you anymore, Taylor. I'm just going to mark it here. I'll mark it here in my miscellaneous notes that you've gone to the great beyond.